Welcome to Hospitality Verse podcast, where we discuss all things hospitality tech related. If you want to get a quick digest of current trends, insights, use cases, or hear industry professionals' views and opinions on things like metaverse, NFTs, robots, and other innovations, this show is for you. All right, let's get started. Hi everyone, this is Dominika Dujak, the Hospitality Verse host. This podcast is for all hospitality professionals that want to stay in the loop and learn about the latest trends in a relaxed and effortless way. In the last episode, we spoke about the metaverse, and today I want to talk about blockchain, which is one of the foundations of metaverse and one of the most hyped topics of the last two years, not only in tech, but also in banking and in other industries, including supply chain management, legal services, healthcare, energy, and so on. I will also show you how this technology can be leveraged in the hospitality industry, because trust me, it's not only about financial transactions and crypto acceptance. But first of all, I must admit that it's a topic that I'm very passionate about, and it was the subject of my academic research last year. I've concluded my MBA dissertation on perceptions of hospitality managers in Dubai regarding blockchain technology, and hopefully it will be published very soon. So if you're interested and if you'd like to get a copy, head to my website, hospitalityverse.io, and sign up on, on the contact form. Now, let's go back to blockchain and start with some basics. What is blockchain? And don't worry, this is not a tech tech podcast, so we're not going to go into any, you know, deep tech nuances, coding and all this stuff. Um, So blockchain is a distributed database that is shared within a computer network. What it means essentially is that this database can be accessed and stored in tens of thousands of computers all over the world simultaneously. There is no central power or authority that controls blockchain. It's a peer-to-peer model based on participants' consensus and trust. The architecture of blockchain is, uh, like I said, based on trust. So there's no need for intermediaries such as banks or governments who authorize the transactions. As a database... Blockchain stores information electronically in a digital format. So if you imagine a typical database, it probably looks like a table, right? Well, blockchain is different. Here, data is structured in groups, which are known as blocks. These blocks have certain storage capabilities or capacity, and when they're filled, they're closed and linked to the previous block, forming a chain of data. Hence the name blockchain. When a block is filled, it is set in stone. Each block in the chain is given an exact timestamp when it's added to that chain. And all new information is compiled into a newly formed block that will also then be added to the chain once it's filled. No one can delete or edit a transaction in a block. It's, it's tamper-proof. The data and history of the transactions is irreversible and it's very transparent. Now, every block contains a unique identifying code. This is a so-called hash, which is based on its preceding block to enhance accuracy in data tracking 
and ensure data security. So when someone wants to change a transaction or data in the block, that changes the hash code and all hash codes of all blocks that were created more recently, including the last block in the chain. Now, because everyone in the network has a copy of that blockchain, it is very easy to detect who changed it without the consent of the whole group and to dismiss it. The data is encrypted, so only the owner of a record can decrypt it to reveal their identity. This means that users of blockchain can remain anonymous while keeping the transparency of the transactions. Cool. So let's sum up the most important aspects so far. First, blockchain is a decentralized ledger technology based on peer-to-peer design. There is no central authority, data is available within the network, and depending on the type of blockchain, it may be public or private. Decentralization means lack of intermediaries and no need for third-party verification. Blockchain, for example, solutions powering cryptocurrencies, can be public and accessible by anyone with a computer and internet connection. Some blockchains, however, like individual company blockchains, may be kept private and may require permission to participate in the network. That's so-called permissioned blockchain. Second, blockchain structure offers data integrity, transparency, and traceability. Though data is always complete, accurate, and reliable, once agreed, the transaction cannot be changed by any party, and the result of the transaction can be seen by everyone, and it can be tracked through the chain from its origin. And finally, blockchain cryptography and decentralization enhance data security and create very powerful defense mechanism, which is obviously very important in a world of, you know, full of cyber threats. So all these features and characteristics make blockchain very popular tool, especially in the area of financial services. Cryptocurrencies become more and more popular. In the UAE, for example, over 44, uh, 54% of young adults, 18 to 35, either hold or plan to hold crypto assets in the next 12 months. And according to YouGov survey, 27% of US residents want Bitcoin to become a legal tender alongside the US dollar in the US. Blockchain is often perceived through the lens of crypto and, you know, confused with Bitcoin, but the reality is it's much more than that. It's a game changer in all industries that rely on the authentication of documents and it is expected to revolutionize uh, supply chains, identity services, accounting, even customer engagement and facilitate development of smart cities and smart destinations. It is deemed to be a foundational technology that can enable other capabilities such as artificial intelligence or Internet of Things and sets a baseline for very recent developments like NFTs, Web 3.0, or the Metaverse. All right, but I promise you real examples for the hospitality industry. So I've gathered five use cases within the areas of identity validation, customer loyalty, supply chain management, payments, and disintermediation. So let's start with payments. Like I said, crypto payments are gaining traction now, despite the market volatility and, you know, 
some controversies. Central banks in many countries are either working on crypto market regulations or experimenting with the central uh, bank digital currencies, which are very likely to be introduced in the near future. Blockchain payments bring fast, fully digital settlement and lower transaction fees. If you look at credit cards, for example, cryptocurrencies can prove to be much cheaper because there's no interchange fee. And additionally, crypto doesn't support chargebacks, which, as you know, can be a nightmare and they're generally just much more secure. Now, I know I said crypto payments are becoming popular, but the fact is it's still a niche. Nonetheless, a niche that is growing. And we do have a couple of hotels now around the world that have already enabled crypto payments. J.A. Manor and recently Palazzo Versace in Dubai launched, launched crypto acceptance with Binance. Five hotels and resorts enabled crypto gateway in five Zurich from day one. Well, Five Steam definitely knows how to attract digital nomads. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see similar announcements from Five Dubai very soon, given crypto is literally being traded in their famous pool on a daily basis. Right, so let's move on to another use case, disintermediation. Remember when I said blockchain is decentralized and it doesn't require any intermediaries or central authority? So that's bad news for OTAs, right? Because if you're able to regain that direct access to travelers and skip intermediaries, you can save on the commissions and things like preferential listing fees, for example. You might have heard about companies like Travala or The Winding Tree. The Winding Tree is a decentralized travel marketplace that allows huddle operators and airlines to directly publish their inventory and sell to customers who can pay in crypto tokens or, in some instances, also PayPal or, you know, cards. And by the way, Winding Tree signed up American Airlines last year, and based on their press release, the purpose of this partnership is to enable corporate buyers to access the US, U.S. airlines data on flights directly without the need for intermediaries, so bypassing global d distribution systems. Another use case is in the identity management area, where blockchain can be utilized to improve document flows, for example, travel visas or passports. Imagine a scenario where you book a trip, a flight, a hotel, and a car and at, at your destination. You also allow trusted parties, again, the hotel, for example, or the car rental, to track your trip progress. So you arrive at the airport and check in through an app that holds all your documents, passport, visa, vaccination card, and so on. Your flight is then delayed. You arrive in the middle of the night. You're tired and frustrated. But thanks to blockchain ID services and tracking, you go quickly through immigration and get in the car that has been waiting for you. Then the hotel staff knows exactly when to expect you and welcomes you with a drink and prepared check-in docs. Yeah, that sounds cool, right? No hassle, super convenient, super efficient. It will probably take a while to build this whole ecosystem. It will probably also require, at least in some countries, a substantial change in governmental policies. 
But some countries, including UAE and uh, Switzerland, I think, are working already on digitization or, should I say, blockchainization of identity. So it's probably just a matter of time. And actually, IATA already made a big step bringing us closer to what I'm describing with their IATA Travel Pass, which is basically a blockchain-based mobile application that essentially links traveler's ID with verified health information like COVID-19 tests and vaccines. And, you know, hopefully we won't have to go through another uh, global pandemic, but if we do, this kind of solution would really resolve the, all the hassle you know, of having to carry multiple documents, printing, PCR results, and so on, because the test results could be automatically shared with your airline uh, by the lab on a secure network. If I'm able to determine what information I want to share and with who, and if it's working to enhance my experience and make my journey effortless and kind of tailored to my preferences, and if I know it's done, like I said, in a secure way and my data is protected, then to be honest, I'm quite happy to do it. I would, for example, allow hotel to access my preferences list if I know they'll craft my stay according to it. And personalization is a huge trend and even small things like, you know, greeting messages can go a long way in building memorable stays and loyalty, right? And speaking of loyalty, uh, blockchain platforms can be used by hotels as a very efficient medium for loyalty programs because they enable, or blockchain enables real-time settlement of points and removes all reconciliation efforts. Uh, let me give you a, a couple of examples. So, for example, Emirates, together with Loyal, created a blockchain-based loyalty and rewards platform for the Emirates Skywards program. And as they say, and I'll link a report with the, the description of this use case um, in the episode notes, this program or this project, aside from enhanced customer experience and ease of use, also brought substantial efficiency and helped them improve their offer, uh, offering thanks to standardized partner onboarding. Another example is Wyndham Hotels uh, and Resorts. Their Bitcoin rewards program allows guests to claim Bitcoin rewards and convert these rewards into cash and other loyalty perks. But obviously what's trending now the most in loyalty is the NFTs. Marriott Bonvoy was probably one of the first hospitality companies to embark on this journey with the Power of Travel collection that was unveiled in 2021. But NFTs are a huge topic on its own, so uh, let's park it for now, and I promise we'll do an episode on them as well. One thing that is connected to loyalty, though, is reviews. And fraud reviews and review scams can really create a serious damage to any brand. Some time ago, I read an article in the New York Times about a new scam that's rolling from East Coast to West Coast targeting restaurants. In, it's basically an online review extortion scheme where criminals are leaving a massive amount of negative one-star ratings on Google. And then a couple of days later, the restaurant receives an email with an ultimatum. Basically, send a Google Play gift card or more bad ratings will follow. And we all know that 
one unhappy customer opinion can have an impact on 10 to 15 people. And when you take it online, we're talking about hundreds or even maybe thousands of people that are not going to choose your restaurant or a hotel because of that. Fake reviews are a huge problem. According to TripAdvisor, out of the 26 million reviews that were submitted on their site in 2020, almost a million was determined to be fraudulent. Of those fake reviews, they say that if they were able to prevent 67% from ever making it onto the platform, but the rest of it, the 30%, stayed there and influence other people's choices. And, you know, platform like Booking.com, for example, they allow you to submit only a review. Um, they, they allow you to submit a review only if you actually stayed at the property. But anyone can write whatever they want on platforms like Google, for example. And it's always going to be a problem unless we're able to create a trustworthy rating system that could be based on blockchain technology because of the data integrity um, authentication. It's just perfect for this kind of purposes. Now, one more example that I wanted to cover uh, is based on blockchain smart contracts and supply chain management. Smart contracts are one of the key business applications of this technology. And what smart contract is, is essentially a self-executing, self-enforcing digital agreement between two or more parties that is happening on a blockchain platform. It can be used for many purposes in land registries, finance, insurance, and so on. In hospitality, it can... Uh, for instance, facilitate coordination across different suppliers. Like in our previous scenario, if the traveler does not check in for the flight or the flight is delayed, the hotel and renter car agency can be notified in real time and release inventory or, you know, make necessary adjustments to the booking in almost real time. Smart contracts can also be used in smart hotel applications and enable Internet of Things. Imagine, for example, your lifts and washing machines equipped with sensors and preventive maintenance software. If a part is indicating end of life is nearing or services are required, the lift will trigger a work order automatically and send it to your approved supplier. So, smart contract can make procurement's life much easier, procurement and engineering, because aside from security and automation, blockchain is perfect for provenance tracking. You can easily track the item from production through distribution to your end customer. There are, I guess, two main use cases that I see in hospitality. One is food security and the other one is transparent labeling. Food security is a huge thing. For example, Walmart and IBM introduced a track and trace system already a couple of years ago that basically allows them to recall produce in a, just a few minutes from the moment an issue was detected. But aside from recalls and food security, blockchain can also identify food wastage in the supply chain and reduce food spoilage. And labeling, here are two things. Once, uh, you know, one is if you're selling truffles or fine wines or manuka honey in your restaurant, 
you can check the origins of that product and its whole journey, the environment it was stored in, authenticity, and so on. Blockchain is perfect for detection of food tampering, fraud, and false advertising, but it also, and that's becoming more and more important for, uh, you know, environmentally aware consumers and, and sustainable businesses, it allows companies to certify organic and fair trade origins of the products. And PwC actually estimates that provenance is the highest ranked use case for blockchain. So it's definitely one you should consider, especially here in your, in your um, F&B department. Cool. So we've got a couple of use cases, payments, disintermediation of OTAs, identity management, gas preferences, loyalty and rewards, reviews. We've got supply chain management, automation, and back-of-the-house enhancements. Is there more? Probably. Blockchain, you know, as a technology is still evolving and now we're actually in a phase where it's becoming more interoperable and more user-friendly. And I'm sure we'll see more examples of hotels implementing different blockchain applications uh, in the future, not only crypto payments. Is it going to happen soon? Well, even though it's a powerful technology that promises a lot of benefit, probably not. Or on a very limited scale. I've done a lot of research and interviewed a couple of hospitality managers in Dubai on that topic. So if you're interested to understand what's the state of blockchain in the hospitality industry here in Dubai, my ebook will be released soon. So head over to hospitalityveris.io and subscribe to be the first one to know when it's out. And that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can also follow Hospitalityverse on social media. All links and resources are available in the episode notes and on hospitalityverse.io. Thanks again and see you next time.